I was going to call tonight's shir instead of ksuba questions or ksuba issues, I was going to call it how this late Thursday night shir saved two marriages. And I thought that would be a more enticing title, but a little self-important, uh, I thought. So I, I, but, but let me explain what, what I mean. We gave, uh, we had a, a discussion once about wedding topics. Questions came up at weddings, and I discussed a Shiloh that Rabbi, your very own Rabbi Shmuel Marcus had at one of uh, the weddings that he was in Masada Kiddushan at. And um, I mentioned at the time that Rabbi Marcus uh, had to deal with a case where a first cousin's husband was asked to be one of the Eide Kiddushin and was one of the Eide Kiddushin. And I mentioned that that's an absolute soul. You can't have a first cousin's husband. So I got the following two emails in, in succession. One is, uh, I'm, I'm going to leave out the names, but one email reads as follows. I hope it is okay for me to be emailing you out of the blue. I live in Western Canada, and I listen to many of your shiurim. I was just listening to, from the rabbi's desk, wedding questions. And the issue of having a cousin by marriage as an aide brought up a question on my own wedding, which is making me very nervous. When I got married, I was told that blood cousins could not be aided, but their husbands can. I asked the Rav about this before choosing my first cousin's husband as an aide for my ksuba and kiddushin. My wedding was several years ago, and I have children. I'm not even sure the right questions to ask at this point. Is there a time that I can call you to discuss? I, I, I called him about two seconds later to, uh, to discuss. Now, this is a major issue. Essentially, after what I later discovered was 11 years of marriage and five children, this man discovered that his Masada Kiddushan had misinformed him about the Alachas of Edus, and he did not have Kasher Edim his, for his Kiddushan or for his Ksuba. So, of course, uh, after we dealt with the issues and uh, got him remarried and everything, um, the, uh, the next thing I did was I gave a shear about it. And then... Uh, uh, two days after I gave the shir about that shaila, we gave in the white shul, someone uh, sent me the following email. Rabbi Leibowitz, score number two for your internet affecting a marriage. My wife and I got married in 1993 with a conservative rabbi. Our witnesses were both male and Jewish, but not Shomer Shabbos. They were, there were not two Shomer Shabbos attendees at the entire wedding, including ourselves. We became Bali Chuva and have lived in Pico Robertson area of Los Angeles as Orthodox Jews since 2002. Based on your original shear about non-kosher edim, I did some research. Best summary in English that I could find was whatever. It says, we seem to fall between the position of Ramosha Feinstein and Rabbi Joseph Henkin as to the validity of our marriage and the circumstance of non-kosher witnesses. We went to our local Orthodox rabbi who said we were married, but Luchumra we should redo the Ksuba and Kiddushin, which we did. One never knows the power of words. My wife was a bit upset over the issue after 21 years of, and he puts in quotes, marriage, but, <laughs> but did get a new ring out of the deal as a consolation. I continue to enjoy your shirim, etc. Fine. Um, so, yeah. What is Shita's Rav Henkin? Uh, Rav Henkin has an interesting Shita about um, and if a couple is living together, we assume that they don't want their Bia to be a Bia's Nus, so it would be a Bia Lashem Kiddushin, Hein Hein Ede Yichud, Hein Hein Ede Bia, so you have Ede Kiddushin because everyone knows that they're, they're uh, living together. And uh, therefore, if there are civil marriages, and we assume that they want to be married, that, uh, that at least uh, we should be choshish the Kiddushin, yeah. Maybe you discussed this in the previous year, you're going to do it tonight, but the first wedding, was it a Shabbos wedding? So I did discuss this in a previous year. It's um, it's a big topic. Okay. Uh, so 
it's it's online. <laughs> you can find it. Um, so I wanted to to raise. I figured once I'm once I got those two emails, we'll talk about various ksuba questions I got over the years. Now those are more unusual ones. I once had a situation where I was eating a Shabbos lunch meal at someone's house and I was looking at the artwork on the wall including their beautiful expensive ksuba and I started reading it and I'm just reading because I, you know, I enjoy reading these things. So I started reading the, the ksuba and I just asked them, is that your real ksuba or is that just like a, you know, a fake out? <laughs> they said, no, it's our real ksuba. We should probably talk after Shabbos because uh, the word vikanina wasn't filled in on the ksuba. In fact, it was filled in, but in the fancy ksubas, they don't just leave the whole word out for the Messiah to fill in, because the Messiah will ruin the whole ksuba if it doesn't have a nice handwriting. So what they do is they write the word, but they don't fill in the kuf. They make the kuf like a resh. So it said viranina, and the Messiah is supposed to know to fill in the, uh, the, the, the leg of the kuf. That they so trust them to do. What? That they trust them. They trust him to do that, exactly, to make a little line, and, uh, and they, he never did it. I asked who was Yom Sarek it was a very, very experienced Rosh Hashiva who probably did a thousand weddings in the course of his career, and he made a mistake, he forgot, he forgot to fill in the kanina. So what do we do about that? And this couple was very nervous, what's going to be with our children, what's going to be, so in what way does this affect their marriage in any way, in what way does it affect them going forward, what do you do about it? A, uh, another uh, ksuba question I had, and this will be the last question, then we'll actually start discussing the issues a little bit. Another super question I had, I was at a wedding, I don't remember how long ago, probably about a year ago, um, where the Masada Kiddushin was a, was a Rebbe from the yeshiva where the boy learned in Eretz Yisrael, and he, I don't think he's employed anymore as a Rebbe in that yeshiva, but he's a, he's a wonderful Tamil Chacham, wonderful Magad Shir, but he was not an experienced Masada Kiddushin. And the boy had flown in this Rebbe to be the Masada Kiddushin at his wedding. And when I came to the wedding, uh, so I went over to wish Mazel to the boy at the Chassan's Tish, and he said, uh, don't go too far, my Masada Kiddushin is not here yet, I may need you. So I said, okay, not going anywhere, I'm happy to, to stay. I couldn't believe that he wasn't, like they flew him in from Israel, and he, wasn't, he must have had something terrible happen, that he couldn't be there uh, on time for the wedding. So we had to fill out the Ksuba, Remember, Rabbi Ephraim Schwab was there from West Hempstead, if any of you know. We had, to, we had to fill out the Ksuba, Rabbi Schwab filled out the Ksuba actually, at the Chassan's Tish without the Masada Kiddushin there. Now, Masada Kiddushin, as I mentioned, didn't have much experience as Masada Kiddushin, and he's certainly not an American, he didn't know much about the Minhagim in America, so he had asked me a few questions through the boy uh, before, before the wedding about uh, various hakpados that he wanted to have, and one of the things he was going to be makbid about was that he was going to have the Edom sign the Ksuba under the chuppah, fill in the kanina and do Kabbalah's kinyin all under the chuppah, because he didn't want the, the whole thing done beforehand, and then only, and then, and, and, uh, and then at the chuppah, um, because the chuppah was going to be after Shkia, and the, 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 uh, the chas and was before Shkia, he had some akpada about this, so I knew he definitely didn't want it that way. Uh, so Rabbi Schwab said to me, what do you think we should do about the kanina and getting it signed? I said, look, Masari Kedushan could call the shots if he's here, but he's not here, so I think we should do it the way we were trained to do it, the way uh, Rabbi Shachta taught us to do it, Rabbi Willock taught us to do it, is fill in everything. Fill in the kanina, get all the Edom signed, take, take care of it. So I filled in the whole ksuba, and Rabbi Schwab filled in the whole ksuba, I filled in the kanina, we got the Edom signed, we did a couple of kinyin, and uh, right after they danced the chasen to Badekin, the chasen says to me, as he's coming back from Badekin, he says, I think I caught out of the corner of my eye the Masada Kiddushin. 
can you can you find him and maybe hand off the the ksubatim? So I found him right before the chuppah, and he was obviously a little frazzled. He uh, he came late. Or something something happened. I don't know what exactly. And I said, "Don't worry, we filled in the ksuba already. Here here's the the ksuba." He said, oh, "Thank you so much." I said, "And we filled in vikanina and had it signed already." Also, I hope you don't mind, but that's that's just what we did. You weren't here, so he said, "Oh." You know, he was very upset. So he takes out a new ksuba from his pocket, and I see him sitting there with a nisun kilchasa, not the most experienced Masada Kedushin. So he sat there with a nisun kilchasa, trying to fill in, you know, there is spelling everything right the way it's spelled in nisun kilchasa, a new ksuba. And Baruch Hashem, he gets it all filled in in time for the chuppah. Under the chuppah, they, they shush everyone, please shut off your cell phones, no conversations. And then, you know, they start the chuppah, and under the chuppah, they... They call up the me and Rabbi Sabalovsky, where the Edik where the Suba. So they call us up as uh, as Edik Suba again to, uh, to I think we were the yeah we were the Edik Suba. So they call us up as Edik Suba to to sign the Suba. I think we, I don't know. They called us up for something. We were Edik Kedushin. Maybe we were Edik Kedushin. I don't remember. But they called us up to sign the Suba also. I think so. We 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 signed the Suba. The Kabbalist Kinyan. We signed the Suba and. Um, and the, uh, the, then they call up Rabbi Przansky to read the Ksuba, and he's reading the Ksuba, and Vishnas Chamesh Tzolav Shva Meos Arba'im Viarba. Arba'im Viarba, that was 30 years ago. So Rabbi Przansky stops and says, Arba'im Viarba? He messed up. He, instead of Shivamar, he wrote Arba'im Viarba. So he said, well, we can't do this. So the Messiah says, so what would you do at that point? Here you have a perfectly kosher ksuba, you know, that was written by, uh, if, I, if you don't trust me, it was written by Rabbi Shwab and, you know, Val Pishita's uh, Rov Poskin. And you have your hakpada, you want to do things a certain way under the chuppah, but to do that would involve writing a third ksuba. So do you take the perfectly kosher ksuba that you have, or do you take the third ksuba, you make a new ksuba third? So we have to write a new ksuba. So uh, Brzezanski couldn't believe it. He, he announces the microphone to everyone, you could talk now. And, <laughs> and, uh, and, and someone, and, and, and the Messiah Gizhin quickly writes up a third ksuba. And again, me and Rabbi Sablovsky designed the ksuba again. Rabbi Sablovsky can't believe it. Rabbi Sablovsky is like, stop it already. You have the ksuba right? He couldn't believe what the, what the guy was doing. And then they signed the ksuba again, new Kabbalah's Kenyan, everything. Rabbi starts re- reading the ksuba, and he, Baruch Shem, he got the year right this time, and then he gets to uh, Vikanina. He says, you forgot to fill in Vikanina. I think he even said it in the microphone. <laughs> you forgot to fill in Vikanina on this one. We had already signed it. So he, he, was, uh, he was all flustered. And Baruch Shem, the Chassan and Kala were very laid back, and they, were very, they weren't getting uh, upset or nervous or anything about it. And uh, we just said, you know, we'll deal with this. Afterwards, I, they had a ksuba, you know. So uh, I went to the yichud room after they did the whole rest of the chuppah. Went to the yichud room, and up until that point, the kala hadn't lost it yet. But she walks into her yichud room and sees the Masari kedushin and me and Rabbi Sabalovsky, and you know, like we're all, uh, you know, because we still have to take care of the ksuba. That this is not what I pictured my yichud room to be like. So, uh, but we we uh, we we uh, took out the ksuba that I had written, which uh, you know beforehand, and ended up uh, he did a new kabbalas king, I think. But uh, whatever it was, and they used that that ksuba and uh, and and shalom yisrael. Now, why did he write our boy in ve'arba? So there's a detail in the story. I hop later. Why, why would he make that mistake? What was he thinking? You know, it's not. So uh, I realized uh, he was copying the how to spell the years from Nisun Kilchasa. <laughs> Nisun Kilchasa was written in uh, in whatever the 70s or whatever the 80s, and they they wrote out what 1984. 
1984, but Nisun Kilchasa spells out, like, it gives examples of how to spell out the next 10 years or so, or the next 20 years. So it, it, it said, you know, if it's, so it had Arban Vyarba as the example. So Mustami just copied out the example that, that they gave. So what, what am I asking over here? So what I'm asking is, with all these questions, are the following issues. First of all, um, is there, if a couple finds that the Ksuba is puzzle, or that the Ksuba is lost, or that there, the Ksuba doesn't have the Kanina, it has a puzzle aid, any of these issues that could come up. I remember I once had a Talmud called me, told me he lost his ksuba. What do we do? So I said, okay, we're going to write a new ksuba. Uh, where did you get married? He told me he got married in Rockley Country Club or something. So I remember I have a friend who's a rabbi in Atlanta, Georgia, who got married in the Rockley, and I didn't know how, what the minig is to spell Rockley. I could figure it out, but I just wanted to be sure. So I called up my friend and I said, can you do me a favor, check your ksuba, see how, how uh, I think it's Berkowitz's and see how it's spelled Rockley. And uh, he says, sure, I'll get back to you in two minutes. An hour passes, and he doesn't get back to And he calls me back an hour and a half later. I lost my ksuba. <laughs> so <laughs> so we, we saved that marriage also. I mean, that ksuba at least. So the, you, what, what, what is the issue of writing a new ksuba? When do you have to write a new ksuba? What are the rules governing writing a new ksuba? That's number one. Second issue that is involved with all these shilohs is who's possible ages. In a lot of these cases, you had a first cousin's husband, someone who wasn't Shomashabs. What makes someone a possible age? Which we discussed a little bit the last time we had the wedding shear. Um, what's the whole deal with the kanina? Why is it that, uh, that my rebbeim taught me that we should always fill it in in advance? And that there are some people that are mocked, but a lot of people apparently are mocked, so much so that they leave it unprinted in the pre-printed ksubas. They leave that word unprinted because they're dafka mocked not to fill it out in advance. What is behind that chumrah of not filling out in advance? And is it a wise chumrah or unwise chumrah? I guess you could see which way I'm going to fall on that one. Um, also, what's the idea of waiting for a Kabbalah's Kenyan under the chuppah? What was the guy thinking that he dafka wants to do all this under the chuppah? Why not do the chasen's tish like we normally do? And is it a good idea or a bad idea to keep your ksuba in like a public place on the wall or something like that in general? So these are all the issues. Yeah. And why is the kriyas ksuba? Why does that that make any difference? There's the ma'isa kriya. No, it doesn't make any difference. The kriyas ksuba makes no difference. Rosh once got in trouble for saying uh, when they asked him, "Can a woman do kriyas ksuba?" So he used the Talmudic terminology. The Talmud uses the term ma'isa kof. Maisakov means something that doesn't know halachic significance. So, like he translates everything into English, he said, a monkey could do it. So he said, oh, the headline in the newspapers, Rabbi Shechter called women monkeys. Rabbi Shechter. In relation to some people having women read the Right, right. Someone asked him, can women read? He said, it's a Maisakov. Anyone can do it. Maisakov means what the Gemara said, Talmudic terminology. So, if you're an Amor, it's Midar Raisa. And you don't know what anything means. So, you, you say, oh, he hates women. He thinks women are uh, monkeys. Ridiculous. But, but the, the, the reading of the Ksuba is no halachic significance. Why do we talk to read the Ksuba under the Chuppah? It's for a very simple reason. You can read the Declaration of Independence under the, the Chuppah. The reason we do it is that it used to be that Erisin was a year before Nisuin. So, it made sense that you'd make a bird priyagafen on the coast. And you make another bird on the Koshal Nisun because they're a year apart from each other. But we put it all together, squeeze it all together under the chuppah within a few minutes of each other, and it doesn't make sense. I'm going to say a bird now, and then two seconds later say another bird So we try to lengthen the chuppah a little bit, make more, more time between the Eris and the Nisun. What are you going to do during that time? All right, we'll read the Ksuba again. Have a guy come up and read the Ksuba. So they read the Ksuba. A lot of people take it as a source of great pride to read the Ksuba very fast. 
The whole point is not to read it very fast. Is that you're supposed to try to create create some time to to uh, to read it a little slower? It's also a little odd that people view like the the greatest keyboard at the wedding is to be Masada Kiddushin. That makes sense. Second greatest keyboard. What do they give to the second most important rabbi? Kriya Saksuba. So Maisakov, anyone can do Kriya Haksuba. I, I guess the reason why they think it's the second most important keyboard is because you're at least honoring the guy by telling him we believe that you know how to pronounce all the words of the of the Ksuba, which I guess not, not everyone does. But that that's the there's no there's no significance necessarily to uh, or there's definitely no significance to, to the actual reading of the Ksuba. It's just it's a time delay, it's a way of delay. Uh, what's the deal with handwriting of Ksuba? Yeah, we get preprint. Most of the ksubas are preprinted. Yeah, they could you could buy for four dollars at your local Judaica store and perfectly kosher fine ksuba. You could uh, you could pre- press print on your computer. You don't have to buy it for four dollars at your local Judaica store. But you know if you, they normally sell it on nicer paper at your local Judaica store. But you could you could press print on your printer. I remember when I got married, my uh, my tenayim that I bought at the Judaica store wasn't of Meshes Nusach of the tenayim. Something was off. It was like some old version of the Tanaim. Rav Meisha changed the Nusach of the Tanaim to reflect the fact that Tanaim doesn't mean anything anymore. It used to be that Tanaim was a very important thing because it was all the financial arrangements and the penalties for not meeting those arrangements. But now we're doing the Tanaim at the wedding. All the financial arrangements are taken care of. So all the Tanaim really says is, we're all ready for a wedding, hooray. You know, it's like it doesn't really say anything. Um, so uh, so Rav Meisha rewrote the Nusach to reflect that. And I didn't have a Nusach, and I realized the night before my wedding. So my brother said, it's no problem. He, my brother is married to Rav Meisha's great-granddaughter. So he said he'll take his father-in-law's Tanaim, his father and mother-in-law's Tanaim, and he'll just type up the same, uh, the same Nusach on the computer, and he printed it out for me. I remember this very clearly, because Rabbi Tender at my wedding was sitting at the Chassan's dish, and he reads the Tanaim, and he says, what kind of Nusach is this? This is all, uh, this is all messed up. And my brother says, Zaydi, that's, that's your Shver's Nusach. That's from, that's from Abba's wedding. So uh, Shver wasn't feeling well that day. This is all wrong. And he turns it over and rewrites all the time. So I have, I have a Tanayim with one side. The whole document doesn't mean anything, but a Tanayim with one side with Ramesh's Nusach and the other side with Rabbi Tanner's version of Ramesh's Nusach. Very interesting. But, yeah. There is a halacha that that someone who's not a baki in gitin vikidushin should not be involved. Now, um, by gitin, we're very makbid about that. By kiddushin, for some reason, people are not so makbid about that. One eitzatova that everyone has their first wedding that they do, and the second wedding, you know, until the masada kiddushin becomes experienced enough to be called a baki, you know, betiv kiddushin at least. Um, it's Kedai to have someone look over your shoulder. It's Kedai if you're ever going to be in that position where you're going to be a Kedushin, to have another rabbi, hopefully who's at the wedding, if not, not bring someone along who knows what they're doing, to look over your shoulder and to tell you, to, to guide you in uh, how, to do, how to do things right. But let's, let's just discuss some of the basics first. First of all, is Ksuba Daraisa or is Ksuba Darabana? Before you discuss any halacha, first thing you have to discuss, is it Daraisa or Darabana? So that's obviously a true question, because it's Machlokas Tanayim, Machlokas Amorayim, and Machlokas Rishonim. If you ever learn Masechus Ksubas, every uh, certain number of blot, every 20, 25 blot, the Machlokas comes up again, is Ksuba Daraisa or Ksuba Darabana? The Nafkamina, there are about six Nafkaminas that you can find throughout all the different Gemaras. I'm not going to go into all discussion now. The Rambam Shita is a fascinating Shita, because on three of the Nafkaminas, the Rambam seems to pass in one way, and the other three seems to pass in the other way. Very, very fascinating topic. One of the, uh, the, the those who hold that Ksubas Daraisa, you need a Pasuk. What's the Pasuk? 
So the Pasuk says, if a man is ma'anis or mafata a woman, he has to pay her chamishim shekel kasef kimohar habesulos. He pays her 50 shekel kasef just like you pay for mohar habesulos. What's mohar habesulos? So he said, that means a ksuba. You pay for, uh, for, for a dowry, whatever, whatever you're giving the girl. You give her 50 shekel kasef. So that sounds like ksuba is daraisa, at least ksuba's pesula. Is Daraisa. Ksuba ben Alman is definitely not Daraisa. But at least a Ksuba's Pesula is Daraisa. Now, Rov Rishonim assume not that way. Rov Rishonim assume, no, that was the Minag. The Minag was when you got married, you'd give the girl some money. But it was not where you'd promise the girl some money in the event of divorce or death. But it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a halacha. It's not a din. The din is if you're Ma'anes or Mafata girl, that's a din that you have to pay the money. But Kimar Abisulos means, you know, like people do, the Mawar Abisulos. But it doesn't mean that you actually have to give, there's any Dindal Rice on Abisulos. What's the problem? If you ever look in our Nusach of the Ksuba, unless you're Sephardic, our Nusach of the Ksuba says that, uh, that I am uh, promising you this money, the Chazi Lichi, or the Chazi Lechi, Mida Oraisa. This money that you deserve to get, Mida Oraisa. Well, how could we say Ksuba Drabanan if we're saying the Chazi Lechi Mida Oraisa? So Rabbeinu Tam says, yeah, Ksuba Oraisa. That's why that's the greatest right, Ksuba Oraisa. The Chazi Lechi Mida Oraisa. It's got to be Oraisa. The Rosh says, no, that's not what the Chazi Lechem means. The Chazi Lechem means that whenever Chazals speak about amounts of money, Masayim Zuz, 200 Zuz, that's a Ksubas Pesula, it was a little tricky, because in the times of Chazal, there are two different types of currency that were running simultaneously in the same countries, which is weird, meaning we think of, okay, we have shekels and dollars and yen and, I don't know, whatever other types of currencies there are, but they're all called different things. So it's not that hard to keep track. But what if you had two different systems of dollars, like the Marshall Canadian dollars and American dollars? Let's say you had like a city that was on the border between Canada and America, and both Canadian dollars and American dollars were being used concurrently. So you never knew when someone said a dollar what they actually meant. So there's something called Kesef Tsuri and Kesef Medina. Kesef Tsuri were also called Kesef, Dina, and Zuz, and all, all the same names that Kesef Medina was called. Except Kesef Tsuri was eight times the value of Kesef Medina. So it's a very confusing system. So the Gemara says in the fourth paragraph of Babakana that for any Dinda or Raisa, whenever we give a, a monetary amount for a Dinda or Raisa, we always assume Kesef Tsuri, the more expensive amount. By Dinda Rabbanan, we always assume Kesem Medina. The Chazi Lechi Midaraisa means even though Ksuba is the Rabbanan, the Rabbanan wanted to institute it with such vigor, with such strength, that they used the Doraisa money, the money that would normally be used for Dindaraisa. So when we say you're giving Masayim Zuz, what you're actually giving is the Masayim Doraisa Zuz, which is eight times the value of the Masayim Dorabanan Zuz. How much is that? Just to, it's important to know. If you're, one day you're going to commit all this money, you're going you're gonna to need to know how much you're, you're actually committing. So there is one, one place in the Torah where the Torah tells us a specific amount of money that you have to give for a mitzvah that's very nogeb, that we do all the time. Not ma'ane samafata. And that is by Pidira Ben. Pidira Ben, what do we give for Pidira Ben? Chamish Slaim. So that's uh, it's five shekel kasef, which is what we assume 96 grams of uh, silver. The ksuba is 50 shkalim, because Masayim Zuz, four Zuz for a shekel. Ksuba is 50 shkalim, which means 960 grams of silver. 
So we're talking about a reasonable amount of money. We're talking about uh, it's uh, for the Pidna Ben money is uh, what is $150 or so. Uh, the the, the uh, 96 grams of silver. It's worth a good 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 amount of uh, of money. So if you have uh, 10 times that. So you're talking, okay, you're talking in thousands, but $1,000, over $1,000, $1,500, but it's, it's certainly not going to be enough to support it. So we add on top of that something called Tosefes Ksuba. We add Mea Zekukim Kesef Tsaruf for Tosefes Ksuba. Tosefes Ksuba is you telling your wife, I love you so much, I want to add to your Ksuba. I'm not satisfied with you just getting Masayim Zuz. I want to add more money to your Ksuba. That's the second part of the Ksuba. That's called Tosefes Ksuba. But the Masayim of the Tosefes, Meyaz Zekukim Kesef Tzaruf of Tosefes Ksuba is a different currency. It's Meyaz Zekukim Kesef Tzaruf. Kesef Tzaruf is some sort of German coin that they, that they had. This was worth a lot more money. The, uh, the, these were old German coins. The Gras says that each Zakuk is three times, each Zakuk, each one, is three times the value of Pidyon Aben. So each one would be five Shkalim. So we're talking a lot of money now. And then we add a third part to the Ksuba, you ever hear these words when they hear the reading of Ksuba, now you know what it means. Another hundred Meyazukukim Kesef Tzarev that we add as an evaluation or an estimation of how much she's bringing into the marriage. Meaning when you get married, you bring your uh, three pairs of pants and four shirts to your apartment, and your wife brings all of her worldly possessions, right? And uh, you buy some stuff, some stuff together. So what are all of her worldly possessions worth that she's bringing into the marriage? You evaluate what they're worth, and you put that in the ksuba, that if God forbid anything happens, I owe you this because this is what you brought into the marriage. That's nichsei tzon barzel. So I'm going to have to pay that back to you. Now, every single girl in the world brings in mea zakukim kesef tzarev worth of, uh, of, of things. Uh, you know, if she brings... Uh, so some girls come from very wealthy homes and have a lot of fancy jewelry and all sorts of fancy devices or whatever, uh, iPads and whatever. So she's bringing things that could be worth altogether a lot more than mea zakukim kesef tzarev. Some people, most people, I don't know, so certainly throughout Jewish history, most people didn't bring anywhere near mea zakukim kesef tzarev into a marriage. But that used to be the minog as a way of not making anyone feel bad. They just kept it as of to make all the poor girls feel like they had money. Yeah, and it was just the guy was just committing it. It was like Hodaz Baldin, that he was being moded, that that was what she gave, even though she didn't really give it. So that's what we're committing. At, at your wedding, your Masada Kedushin should say to you at some point, before you do the Kabbalah's Kinyan and the Ksuba, you, do you agree to commit yourself to all three parts of the Ksuba? I remember Shachta said that to me, and I said yes, and I had no idea what the three parts of the Ksuba were. I just did a couple of but it's important, you should know. So you should know what the three parts of the, of the Ksuba are. There's the Din, potentially Daraisa of Masayim Zuz, it's about $1,000. Then there's the Meyaz Kukum Kasev Tzaruf, which is for the Tosef, it's a lot more money. And then Own Meyaz Kukum Kasev which you do for the Tzon Barzal. Fine, that's just about the Ksuba. Yeah. Can a woman actually claim the Mezuzukim mm-hmm. um, Kesef? Yeah, she does. They do. If Bezin works out the uh, the deal, you know the financials, they take that into account. How you much was How much was that in total? Um, was it like twenty thousand dollars? I don't know. It it should be enough to to support. You, you can do the math. I don't know. Manage? What? Like yeah, because when you have a das baldin. Yes, if, I, if I agree that you can write a shtar that says that I owe this person $1,000 and I allow you to give that person the shtar, so you can give that person the shtar and then I'll owe him $1,000. So the guy, the, the guy is committing himself. Everything they're writing in the ksuba didn't really happen yet. 
when you think about it, the Edom Rasayim Ksuba that says, Ana Okir Ve'eflach Ve'ezon Ve'afarasi, that the guy said to the girl that Harayam Kadeshesli, and that I'm going to treasure and honor and whatever. He didn't say anything to the girl. She's in a different room. How are they signing on this? But he's saying, you know, this is what I'm committing to. I'm gonna, so we're allowed to sign it, even though she's she's not there. Yeah. And the Mitzvah Kedusha should also inform the woman that uh, that the Adam are doing the Torah Tzedek Nani for um, on her behalf, for also for three parts of the Suva. The Torah Tzedek Kanani. What do you mean by that? No, because they also do the 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 Adam also do the Kabbalistim after the Isha. No. No, no, it's, she doesn't need a Kabbalah's kidney. She'll be kona the Ksuba under the Chuppah. The Chassan gives it to the Kala under the Chuppah. The Chassan gives the Ksuba to the Kala under the Chuppah. And then she's kona the Ksuba. And that's it. And then she gives it to someone who will protect it for usually her mother or someone like that. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that uh, the, 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 the core of Ksuba being the writer is Kimohar Hadikuf. Yeah. And so some are trying to hold that's just, just like sound like a. It's like a frame of reference. You want to know how much money to give? You give Kamara Basulus what the minute used to be. Right, right. Which was it? But uh, who knows when you're going to live? You're not going to know what Chamishim Shkalim is. So it's Kamara Basulus. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's a good kasha. It's a good kasha. I'm not sure. So I want to get to some of the the issues at hand of the. Rishon and Paskin both ways. Um, I think Rov Rishonim assumes Rabbanan. Rov Rishonim assumes. So now, what do you do if you don't have a ksuba? So Mido Raisa, if you don't have an actual ksuba, it's a Tanai Basin. It doesn't matter. You owe the money anyway. It's built into the marriage that you're committed to that money anyhow. However, even so, the Gemara Ksuba says that a person is not allowed to stay with his wife without a ksuba. Which means you probably can't even have yichud without, without a ksuba. We certainly can't go home together and sleep together that night without a ksuba. I remember I was in Masada Kiddushin for a guy named, uh, for, for a couple, Jonathan and Fanny Mail. Now, Jonathan Mail's father is an executive vice president of the Florida Marlins. So he had a lot of Goyim that he had to give honors to, like Jeffrey Luria and uh, the general manager of the Marlins, and not the manager, I think it was Ozzy Gian at the time. I don't think he wanted him anywhere near the wedding. But <laughs> the, the uh, okay, it's one baseball fan. So, the, 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 um, so he said, what can I do for a guy? Like, what can I? So I said, oh, you can have him sign the marriage license. So the general manager and uh, the other executive vice president signed the marriage license. But what can I do for the owner, for Jeff Luria? So, 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 so I said, you know, Rabbi Shechter once told the story that Mario Cuomo was uh, at a wedding once and he thought it was funny. They honored Mario Cuomo with guarding the ksuba after the chuppah. And they told him, this is the most important document. They can't go home without this. You have the most important job. So that's what we did. We called up Jeffrey Luria to, after the ksuba was read, to guard the ksuba for the, for the kala. And we told him, so, and he was like, they can't go home without this? this is like, you know, he's carrying like, I don't know. <laughs> like, so, so this was, uh, it was a big deal. So the, uh, the ksuba... A couple needs the ksuba in order to be able to, to live together. Mishnah Baba Basra says that uh, if, let's say, you have a shtar, an old shtar that gets worn out, and you can't read it anymore, so it says that you have Adam to testify what it says in the shtar, and you write a new shtar. So Nachshiva so writes, Nachshiva is one that discusses all the details of ksuba, so he says, we write a document called the ksuba dirkasa. If a couple loses their ksuba, there's a document that says, this is what the ksuba said, 
This is what the old Ksuba said. They got married in this date, in this place, or whatever, and you get a new agent to sign, and they, uh, they now have a new Ksuba called the Ksuba de Irkasa. What's interesting is that the Nach Shiva writes that the Ksuba de Irkasa is a Maisa Beisdin. That since it's a Maisa Beisdin, he says it should be done with all the rules of Beisdin. Done with all the rules of Beisdin means it has to be done during the daytime and in front of a Beisdin. Normally, for a document, you just need to aid him. Right? If it's just a star, an agreement between two parties, you just need to aid him. But if a Ksuba Dirk says a Maisa Beisdin, so you need three, three Dayanim, and you need it to be done during the daytime, which is problematic, and I wasn't sure what to do about this, because let's say the couple that I was at their house and I saw the Psul and their Ksuba on Shabbos. So I can't do it during the daytime. I can't wait till the next day because they want to stay together in the house that night. So I thought we had to do it at nighttime. I didn't think we should be machmir for the Shiva. I thought better to just get them a ksuba dirksa with tuedim, not to be machmir. That's a maisa beisdin. Now, th- that's actually a little bit of a different case. The, both the case of the guy in Western Canada, where there was a puzzle of aid, and the case where I was a lunch guest at someone's house, which I was voted by my shul as the worst lunch guest of the, of the year for uh, passing someone's ksuba at lunch. That's, that's my thank you. But, uh, but in, both of those, in both of those cases, um, in both of those cases, it wasn't a ksuba dirksa. Ksuba dirksa is, is a case where the ksuba gets lost. This was a ksuba that we know exactly where it is. So there's a difference called the ksuba dirshtakach bata'usa, where you find a mistake in the ksuba, so you rewrite the details of the wedding in the ksuba dirshtakach bata'usa. I thought maybe that wouldn't be a maizabazin, because it turns out they never really had a ksuba, so maybe we could rely on that also to do it at night. So in both of those cases, we did a new ksuba that night. The guy from Western Canada was ready nighttime when he contacted me. I told him, you got to find a rabbi, you got to take care of this. And I spoke to the rabbi, I sort of walked him through it a little bit, and we uh, you know, discussed it a little bit. And, uh, and, and, and the case of the guy who, uh, who, who, uh, who I ate lunch by, also we, we, uh, we, we took care of it that night. Now, once you have a new ksuba, you can't leave the old ksuba around. The Gemara says, Al Tishkon Ba'alecha Avla, Pasuk says, you're not allowed to have an Avla in your house. And uh, the Gemara says a couple of definitions. What's an Avla? So, for example, you're not allowed to leave a Sefer Sheinu Muga. Let's say you have a Sefer Torah that's missing letters. shouldn't leave that around. You have to, you have to fix it. Because what's going to happen? Someone's going to open up the Sefer Torah to learn from it. And say, let's see, I'm thinking about murdering someone. What does the Torah have to say about that? Look at that, it says Kain Tirzach. It says you should so because it's Sefer Shein Amuga, it's a mistake. So a person's gonna learn the Allah incorrectly and they're gonna go and they're gonna murder someone. Or I don't know, something else. So so they so they're gonna so you can't leave a Sefer Shein Amuga. It's a real it's it's really not not so right what we do in our shuls. You ever see what do they do with Sifre Torah most of the time that have a psul? They wrap the guard on the outside and leave it that way for years and years. It shouldn't be left that way for years and years. The gato on the outside is good. It's good that we have a hacker to know that it's safer Shenamuga, but you have to you have to correct it. We have to do what we can to uh, to dedicate the resources to to correct these things as quickly as, as we possibly can. But uh, one of the things the Gemara says, Al Avla, is don't leave a star perua beso. If you have a star that's already been paid, you don't want that in your house because then you can go and you're gonna collect with it another time. So it's not only star perua, but if you have duplicates. So what's going to happen? She'll collect her ksuba and then take the other copy out and collect with that one also. So we have to get rid of the first ksuba. So how do you get rid of it? There's what's called the kera beizdin, where beizdin takes the ksuba and folds it into four pieces, folds it over like this, and then like this, and then rips it over there. It makes like a, the rip makes an X in the middle of the paper when you unfold it. So it's clear that it's not an accidental rip. It's a very, uh, it's a, what we call a kera beizdin. Now it's interesting the Ramah holds in Simen Samach Vav, 
Ramah is an unbelievable shita where the Ramah says nowadays we don't need a ksuba anymore. And you're allowed to live with your wife without a ksuba. He says, what's the whole point of ksuba? What do I need? Why, why are we so uh, set on making sure that there's a ksuba? So the Gemara says, Shalote kalabe in That we're afraid that a, the, the, the chas and kala, they're going to get into their first fight. And what's going to happen? She's going to say something she regrets. He's going to say something that he regrets. You know, she's going to want to say to him, please try to be a little bit neater, but instead she's going to say, you're a slob just like your mother. And he's going to be like, what? What do you mean? And, uh, and right away he's going, to want to, he's, he's going to want to divorce her. And if there's no penalty for divorcing her, it's just easy. I was once driving with Rav and we saw a billboard. Divorce for only $50 or something like that. And he says, wow, look at that. It's so much cheaper to get divorced than to get married. So if it's so cheap, if it's so cheap to get divorced, so then everyone's just going to get divorced and the first time they get upset about something. So Chazal came up with this great idea, Ksuba. If he's going to have to think, wait a second, it's going to cost me 20 grand? <laughs> wait, maybe I don't want to do that. So we'll give him a little bit of pause. But the whole system assumes that it will be very easy for a person to get divorced. The halacha is, though, after Cherem Drabenu Gershom, that you're not allowed to divorce Nisha Balkarcha, that we can't divorce a woman against her will. So says the Ramav, we're not allowed to divorce Nisha Balkarcha anyway. So it's already not Kalabain of Lotzia. Mele, you don't need a ksuba. The couple can stay together without a ksuba. So most post, it's a Ramah. Most post can don't buy, and it's, it's based on something. It's based on the Gemara. The Gemara says, let's say a man is Ma'anis, a woman. So what's the halacha? Lotzia Isha. he has to marry her. In that case, you don't need a ksuba, the Gemara says. Why? Because he can't divorce her. He has to stay married to her. So the Ramah says, same over here. You can't. You can't divorce her. Most posts can reject that Ramah. Most posts can don't assume like that Ramah. That Ramah comes in very useful when you have a couple that's uh, been married for 10, 20 years and you discover their ksuba was never kosher. So you say, don't worry, according to the Ramah, everything was fine from the beginning, it was all okay. But now let's really take care of it. But you know, it's, it's, it gives a little peace of mind when they discover that their, their ksuba is not kosher. Now, is it a good idea to hang the ksuba on the wall or not? So the, the, the truth is, um, the only requirement is that the wife should know where the ksuba is. It doesn't even need to be in the house. The couple's allowed to go on vacation without their ksuba. It doesn't need to be on her body. They just need to know where it is. They're given the ksuba for framing. That's fine. If they're given the, uh, you know, minig Yerushalayim is that they, they, in many places in Yerushalayim, they'll give the ksuba to the kala's parents to keep in their house. So it's, uh, the, the, just the kala should know where it is. Um, it, it could be on the wall. There's nothing, no Allah against it. Some people, there are two problems with putting it on the wall, two potential pitfalls. One is that generally for hanging on the wall it means it's a fancy ksuba and it was, a calligrapher was involved. Calligraphers make many more mistakes than printers do. If you're just hitting print on something that's been used a thousand times, so it's probably going to come out okay. A calligrapher is rewriting the whole thing, so very often there's a lot more that goes into it, and no matter how many times the Masada Kedushin speaks to the calligrapher, something can go wrong, and more often does go wrong. And when it does go wrong on a $4 ksuba, you're not so upset. You get a new $4 ksuba. When it goes wrong on a $1,400 ksuba, you tend to get pretty upset when you have to make that big tear right in the middle of your $1,400 ksuba. So that's one tiny that the people have. The other tiny that the people have is that they find it just distasteful. What does the ksuba say? That the husband says to the wife, when I die, or if we get divorced, this is what I'm going to pay you. So like, why don't you hang like the deed to your burial plot on, on, on the wall? Like that's, so 
can understand that you say no, but you don't you don't buy that at your wedding. The deed to your burial plot, you write ksuba at a wedding, so it has a little more sentimental value. Uh, Rabbi Willig always told us he he really didn't like this idea of hanging the ksuba on the wall. After I caught this couple, you know, this family out when I was eating lunch at their house. I called the Rabbi Willig, Rabbi Shabbos, and said, this is why you, people, maybe you should have the ksubas on the wall, so the rabbi can come over and find the psul in the ksuba. He said, nah, 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 <laughs> like he was like, he didn't want to hear it. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Again? But, and he's right, that it, the psul never would have been there had it been a $4 ksuba, because the Masada Kedushan would have noticed that the whole word was missing, he would have filled it in, but because they wrote viranina, and I spoke to Rav David Kohn, Rav David Kohn didn't think he even needed to write a new ksuba. He thought viranina is clear enough that it means vikanina. That it's so obvious. I mean, so I don't know. I don't know. But uh, everyone else has spoken. Ah, oh, so let me just get to that. That'll be our last thing. I realize I'm, I'm running late already. The Gemara and Git in Davchavavam Beis discusses the concept of Mechzi Keshikra. What if you have a uh, uh, a get that was written for uh, for one couple, and that couple decided not to get divorced, and another couple happens to have the same names? Can they can they use that get? So the Gemara discusses that, assuming like Rameir that you don't need Ksiva Lishma, whether that would work. So the Gemara says, for example, let's say you have a Shtar Halva that uh, that they there's a Taina that there was a the Psul in the Shtar Halva or that it's incorrect, that it's inaccurate, that it's false. So there's something called Kim Shtaros. What's Kim Shtaros? The Adim come and they verify their signatures, or two other Adim come and verify each signature, and they verify that it's a good star. And then based in writes a, 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 a Ksav Kiyum to say this star was Makuyam. Can based in write that Ksav Kiyum before the Adim come and they'll just hang on to it? And as soon as the Adim come and Makayim the star, they'll give that Ksav Kiyum. So that's the discussion of the Gemara. Rav Papi says that they cannot do that because it's Mechzi Kashikra. How can they write something right now that this star is Makuyam before it was actually Makuyam? It looks like you're telling a lie. So the Gemara says, but wait a second. Rameir wasn't worried about Mechzi Kashikra by a get, by using the get written for someone else. He wasn't worried about Mechzi Kashikra. So there's two girsos in what the Gemara's answer is. One, one girsa is Lesalid Rav Papi. We reject Rav Papi. We're not worried about Mechzi Kashikra. There's no problem with Mechzi Kashikra. Tosos is a girsa. And Gitl Chavav, Lesa. What does lasa mean? So it says tosos, it means that when you have a shtar that's a maisa based in, then you have to be worried about mechzi kashikra. But when the shtar is not a maisa based in, a get's not a maisa based in, you don't have to be worried about mechzi kashikra. A kiyum shtaros, that's a maisa based in. What's a ksuba? Is a ksuba a maisa based in, or is a ksuba just a shtar that one guy is writing to a girl? So if you look at the lashon of the ksuba, it should be a dead giveaway. The ksuba says... Eich Shabachar, whenever you see that word Eich, or Nan Sahadi Eich, in some Nuschaos of the Ksuba, you see that the, the, the Ksuba is being written by the Aden. It's not being written by the guy. The Get is written in first person by the guy himself as he's getting divorced. Very different. The Get is not a Maisa Basin. The guy is writing it to the girl. And then Adem signed, and that's why when they sign on the bottom of the Get, it's very important. They don't just write their name, they write the word Aid at the end. Why are they doing that? Because the whole star was written by him. And there, the aid. By Ksuba, we have a minute to write aid when the Adam signed, but it's not really necessary. Because the whole star is an ansadi, eich, sha, blah, 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 blah. You know, so the whole thing is a maisa based in. It's written by the Adam. So that's why some people are machmir. If you put two and two together, if you machmir for shita satosos, that a maisa based in can't be a mechsi kashikra, you can't do anything that looks like a lie. So you can't write the word Vikanina before there was an actual Kenyan, before he was actually Makabal Kenyan. 
So they leave out for Kanina until you do a Kabbalah's Kinyin. However, the Shach says they were never machmir about Shittas Hatosos at all, not even for Shtari Halva. So Shach said, ah, chutzpah, we're going to say we're going to be firmer than the Shach? The Shach wasn't even machmir about it for, for Shtar Halva. We're going to be machmir about it for Ksuba, to treat it like a Maisa Bezdin, and to say that for a Maisa Bezdin you need to have the, the Kanina left out. And also, in this wedding with this Messiah um, from Israel, he could have also allowed for the, for the... We did fill in the Kanina after the Kabbalah's Kinyin. There was a Kabbalah's Kinyin at the Chassas dish. And we were machmir, we, we, we wanted it. But he wanted to do the Kabbalah's Kinyin later, Dafka, because he was worried about Ben Hashemashos and other things, which I don't have time to get into exactly now. My Eitzah would be as follows, and with, with this we'll, we'll really close. Eitzah Tova, to avoid most problems at weddings. Number one, if you're ever a Masadah Kiddushin, or you ever choose a Masadah Kiddushin, try to choose someone who's going to be normal. Don't treat a ksuba like a get. You don't have to find every single chumrah. I was once at uh, a couple of times at a wedding where Abdullah Feinstein was a Masadah Kiddushin. It was amazing just how smooth it was. There was nothing, there was no shtick, there were no fancy chumras, there was no, it was just a wedding. It was a wedding with, a, you know, with everything the way a wedding is supposed to be. You don't need to come, it's not a get. A get, you have to, you have to write uh, every name the guy was ever called, you know, he's Yermio, uh, Mascaria Jerry, da, 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 you know, whatever, every single name that you ever, you, you don't have that by Yuxuba. Someone asked me, I was at the Messiah wedding, they said, are you going to write the names of the rivers that are nearby? Names of the rivers in the why would I? Why would I do that? That's, it's not a get. You do that by a get. You don't do that by uh, by a ksuba. It seems seems very very odd. Second second thing is that everything should be filled out in advance. If everything's if you wait till the chasen stish, things are chaotic. The photographer's pulling you in this direction. The chasen's not there. The, the, you know, there's uh, too much going on. You know, he's hugging this one and that. You know, there's too much going on. Things that they're singing, they're dancing. They're, there's a lot going on. Get it filled out in advance. You could look everything out. Make sure you get everything right. Third, the third thing I mentioned before is that if you're not an experienced Masada Kiddushin yourself, have someone who is an experienced Masada Kiddushin look over your shoulder because we're bound to get certain things wrong and it's good, it's good to have. And tell them, even if there, are, if there are people there that are more experienced, don't assume that they'll tell you when you do something wrong. A lot of people have a hands-off approach. They don't want to bother you. You're the Masada Kiddushin. I'll leave you alone. But if you tell them in advance, I'm Masada Kiddushin, but I don't know anything. So it would be really helpful to me if you could, you know, if you could assist me on this so, uh, so that, that, that's a, uh, a wise thing to do. Okay, sorry for going over time. Thank you.